a book entitled Nothing is True and Everything is Possible by a Russian man called Peter Pomerantsev. That's a good Russian accent um, yeah, so as you said, yeah. nothing is true and everything is possible. Mm -hmm. The Surreal Heart of the New Russia by Peter Pomerantsev, written in 2014. Yeah. So Pomerantsev is a Soviet-born British journalist, author, and TV producer. So in this book, he maps out how the media in Russia have been co-opted by the state yeah. to execute its messages and its vision. Yes. And so he uses his experiences living in Moscow in the early 2000s yeah. to depict the unreality of yeah. Russian media. Yes. So what's happened in Russia is that television has become the nation's most powerful news medium. Yeah. And as such, it's become a political means to an end. Yeah. And so you have the powerful state-controlled outlets, yeah. they're dictating political opinion, yeah. And they're disseminating the Kremlin's narrative. So the yes. Kremlin, if you don't know, yes. is the is Russia's equivalent of White House, State House. Ab absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And so just a bit of historical context before we get into what he talks about in this book. Yeah. So what you have is that after the fall of the Berlin Wall, about 1990, and the fall of the Soviet Union, yeah. Boris Yeltsin becomes the first president of the Russian Federation. Yes. And so... On the face of it, he seems like pro-democracy, yeah. and he played a very vital role in ending media censorship in Russia. Yeah. And so in his eight years as president, several television stations grew up, yes. and they were mostly linked to oligarchs. Yes. And these oligarchs really thrived under the Yeltsin um, yeah, government era, yes. yeah, era because yeah. you had the privatization of a lot of government entities, and yes. they were bought at pennies. Oh, yes. So you have people becoming millionaires and billionaires just oh, overnight. Just like yes. yeah. 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 And so what happens is then, after these eight years, Putin comes into power in 2000, yeah. and he demands mm. that the oligarchs align themselves with, with his him. government. Yes. And he says, if you don't get you know, on yeah. my train. Yes, I will crush you. Yeah. Basically, yes. exactly. Yeah. And so he, a big part of enforcing this was the nationalization yeah. of the media. Absolutely. And so he took uh, control of all the major TV station, radio, print, and everything, and he said, this is now mine. Absolutely. And so it is through the television yeah. that the Kremlin would decide what the country's history fears and yes. consciousness would be. These yes. are very three, they're very important things. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is because Putin believes yeah. that he who owns the medium yes. controls what it says. Beautiful. Right? Yeah. And so you, what you have in Russia is that the local TV is used as a way to climb into the nation's psyche and rewrite it from the inside. Mm. So you have the country which has really gone through this tumultuous um, period. Absolutely. You have communism and then you have this pro-democracy Yeltsin and then you have Putin yes. who comes in and he's kind of like a, an authoritarian uh, yes. leader. Yes. Yeah. But then on the other hand, you have internationally, you have RT, formerly known as Russia Today, yes. which is a state-funded, they receive, yes. I think, 300 billion locally from yes. the government, yeah. which is the equivalent to BBC or yes. Al Jazeera. Absolutely. And they ensure that they're promoting a Russian point of view all the time. Yeah. And so... You have this new type of Kremlin propaganda. Yes. So it's less about arguing with the West, yeah. as you had in the Cold War, where you're yeah. saying, you know, we're communist, you're capitalist. Yeah. And it's more about slipping inside to the language of what the West uses yes. and then taunting it from yes. the inside and yes. saying that, oh, the West, you think you're smart? Yeah. Yeah. We're also sure smart. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Pomerantsev says the Kremlin vowed, it vowed that it will never make the same mistake the old Soviet Union made. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and and that is uh, make TV seem dull and boring. Yeah. And, and the reason is, is I've coined a concept here. 
the, the, the reason is this. There is what I would call the post-Soviet renaissance. All right. Now, immediately after the, the, the Soviet era, then the, the, he describes Moscow. There's huge cars, big cars, I mean, mm. big houses, big parties, beautiful yeah, fancy women. Clothes, fancy clothes, expensive watches. Ex exactly. He says that Russia got a personality that he never had. Mm. But then one, uh, what's his name, Vladimir Putin, comes in and says, this is not the identity Russia had. It's actually mimicking uh, an order in the okay. West. Yeah. And also, we don't want to go back to that which we had, mm. right? But we still can create this thing. So he comes up and he says, I will create Russia in my own image. And, uh, and Pomerantsev has, has a beautiful quote about how Vladimir Putin uh, created a media that supported him all through. Yeah. And he says this, the task was to synthesize Soviet control with Western entertainment. Yeah. And at the center of the great shows is the president himself, mm. created from a nobody via, a, via the power of television, mm. so that he morphs as rapidly as a performance artist among his roles of soldier, lover, bare-chested hunter, businessman, spy, czar, and Superman. He's all those things. I love Putin. I really Absolutely. do. He's all those things. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I can see those images as you were saying. Yes. So he's done a good job. Yes. So the, the Kremlin became very aware of how info how information can become so powerful. Mm -hmm. yes. And he's using that weapon very well. Yes. Um, as you can see, pumping a lot of money into RT, yes. Russian today, and mm -hmm. a lot of the media that they use. Absolutely. So how exactly does yeah. Putin control yeah. this media? Yeah. He uses soft tactics. Yes. Less drama, less, um, it's less obvious, but it's mm -hmm. very important. You yeah. never know when you're interacting with it, right? right. Yes. Um, he applies pressure and then waits. Yes. So they use a thing called state raiding. Yeah. So they use um, so the the ones who had started to oppose him or the independent media stations, yeah. Yeah. they would use a uh, tax um, tax traps. Yes. Yeah. So you haven't paid these taxes or yes. legislative traps and try and capture Absolutely. these people yes. in some legal yeah. um, forays. They, they, mm. they call it the squeeze. Yes, yes. exactly. Yeah. Squeezing them into irrelevance. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you find a lot of the liberal media has been pushed to like um, small studios. Yes. They don't have in an apartment. Yes. Yeah. They're just basically in, in not Kaun able Gore. to um, emit these uh, messages. Yeah. Mm. And the second thing he does is he has direct control. Mm. I think you alluded to that. Yeah. So yeah. the state came in and bought a lot of this media mm -hmm. uh, media stations. Absolutely. And it is said yeah. that no, not a significant event yes. in the media business can yes. happen without Putin's in, sanction. Mm. Yes. And yes. So, I don't know if that's true because I was reading another book called We Need to Talk About Putin. Mm. Why the West gets him wrong. Mm. And in this book he discusses that the vital skill in Putin's Russia yeah. has been predicting today yeah. what the boss will want tomorrow. tomorrow. And so oh, he says in okay. this book yeah. that you, Putin never directly says, I want you to go kill this person. Yes. He says, this person is causing me some distress. Yeah. Sort it out. Yes. And so this is constantly what you see in the government, but also in the media. Yes. He never tells people directly what to do. He yes. says, this is what I would like to happen. Yes. Or this yes. is my problem. Yes. Solve it. Yes. Absolutely. And that's why they say um, his mercurial property, so his ability to not say what he is saying, mm. is what makes him both strong, mm. but also both yes. elusive. Yes. Yeah. And so there's a quote that says, Putin's regime switches effortlessly yeah. between identities, yeah. oligarchy in the morning, yeah. democracy at lunch, monarchy at dinner, <laughs> and totalitarian state nice. for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. So you never yeah. know what you're getting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then the last thing they say is that he's trying to constantly provide the alternative point of view yeah. okay. to the West. Yeah. This image in the Russian image yes. that sort of looks like That's Putin strong. but is strong yes. is all these successful things. Yeah. However, I ask whether he is creating an alternative point of view or yes. just an anti-point of view. Yeah. Yeah. So is he just countering what the West is doing mm -hmm. yes. as opposed to creating an actual narrative yeah. that is Russian? Yeah. Yes. 
But I think an interesting point he mentions in the book, he says that Russia might be naughty. They might misbehave every once in a while. We've yes. seen this with Brexit, with Trump, with yes. all those kinds of yes. things. Yeah. But he says the West is equally bad as, as well. Naughty, right? So I think it's only fair that Russia is given this chance to yeah. have their point yeah. of view, yes. whether or not they know where they're, they're, they're going. And, and, and he asks us, actually, yeah. he says, yeah. are you okay with having a single point of view? Yeah. And I think mm. all of us should have that. Why yeah. should we be okay with only having America yeah, BBC, dominate, CNN, and, yeah. Yeah, dominate yeah. the news? And so it is said that Russia spent a billion dollars mm. on um, international so, broadcasting. So yes. it's not just domestic um, media. They're yeah. also mm. looking to be yes. everywhere. Yes. And also using human intelligence and cyber operations. So this covert influence tools. And yes. I think we'll probably talk about that more Absolute, tomorrow. Absolutely. Trump's election. Absolutely. Trump is dying to make a point. You, know, Please, you, you, go guys, ahead. You, you guys reminded me. Um, you see, when this man took over uh, Russia, Russia during the Yeltsin era, it was a state of gangsterism. It mm. was led by gangsters. Mm. You know, this guy rounded up. He, there's, there's a book you should all read called Once Upon a Time in Russia. Mm. He collects all these Russian billionaires and takes them to a secluded place in a forest. And he told them, this, this is not going to be the Yeltsin era or the Soviet Union. Now I am the boss. Yes. You know? and, 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 and he said, you can, hoodlums cannot compete with hoodlums. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I think this book, what he talks about, that's very interesting as food for thought, yes. is what is objective reporting anyway? Exactly. Yes. And he says, he spoke to this man in Russia who um, works for the media. Yeah. And he said, take a banana, for example. Yeah. For someone, it's food. Mm. For someone else, it's a weapon. Yes. For a racist, it's something to tease a black uh, person with. Yes, and exactly. so you do ask yourself, I mean, if a banana could be something different to three different people, yeah. what is objective journalism at the end of the day? Exactly. Mm. You are right. Yes. And there's also another example that can be given. Mm. A lot of people thought that um, the Malaysian flight that mm. was shot down in uh, July 2014 mm. was shot down by um, the Russians. Yes. Yes. In Russia, however, yeah. they yeah. say that it's the Ukrainians <laughs> that shot, shot it down. down. So there's just that, there's always <laughs> another side <laughs> to most people story. to believe anything. Absol yes. Absolutely. For Putin, controlling the means of mass communication is crucial in establishing an unchallenged narrative to unite the nation. Mm. Therefore, we can see ways in which propaganda is not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. yes. And for us, we should ask, how can African presidents or statesmen oh, use propaganda yes. to promote yes. a yes. Africa-friendly, Africa-first yes. um, narrative? Or, how even, can we or even themselves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How can we promote um, our 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 values and yes. what yeah. we believe in? Yeah. But also remembering that with propaganda, you can only go so far. That's yeah. so you true. You can tell people how to feel, but after some point, they will definitely <laughs> They'll recognize be like, no, yeah. this isn't real. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so always ask yourself, yeah. are you being informed yes. or are you being confused?